Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you that we can celebrate you. Thank you that we can worship you. Thank you that we can lift your name up above every other name. Holy Spirit, I pray that this morning you would lead us and guide us through your word, that your word would be planted in our hearts, that out of our life would produce a harvest of righteousness. Speak to us today as we worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. So the title of my message today is An Unexpected Turn. An Unexpected Turn. Okay, another way of saying it is, what to do when life gives you lemons, okay? Another way to say it is, there's a third option, okay? Don't you, don't you, don't you wish, don't you wish that life went according to plan always? Don't you wish that everything you, you thought was gonna happen would actually happen? Like, don't you, don't you just wish that things would go according to plan, that the script wouldn't change? that you wouldn't get unexpected news, that there wouldn't be this unexpected nasty news that comes around the corner? Don't you wish that you could go through life and, and, the, and the, the journey you were on wouldn't change, but, but that there wouldn't be this, this thing that interrupts that journey? Don't you, oh, don't you wish that you never got the diagnosis or you didn't get the news from your employer? Don't you wish that relationships were always perfect all of the time? But we know that that's not how things happen, isn't it? In fact, I think we can all relate to the fact that somewhere along the line, something changes the script. News comes along that's like, I did not expect this to come. And now all of a sudden I have to deal with a very harsh and difficult reality. I'm not talking about you were watching football yesterday and your team lost 3-0. I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about just these inconvenient moments. I'm talking about where you were, life took an unexpected turn. This was the, the plan. This was the this was the dream. This was the, this is what we, as a family, we were planning for and hoping for and praying for and moving for and life took an unexpected turn. Because life is full of difficult moments. It's not perfect. And I wanna share with you and take you back to the first century to a man named Joseph betrothed to a woman named Mary. And we'll have it up on the screens in Matthew chapter one, verses 18 to 25. The Bible says that this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, which means before they had intimate sexual relations, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because, her, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. You can keep it there. When life takes an unexpected turn, you know, Joseph, he's like, he's excited. He's about to, now bear in mind, in those days, if you were faithful to the law, 
You, 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 were not, you were not promiscuous before marriage. In fact, according to the law, if you were promiscuous and you were betrothed, that's like, that's like, that's like if you're betrothed, it means that there has been a contract that has been signed. The families came together. They made a public announcement. Joseph and Mary are to be married. And that wasn't just something like, we'll test the water and see how it goes. I'm going to test out the milk before I buy the cow. It's like, no, 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 keep your mind pure. It was this moment of like, they are the only thing that could separate a betrothed or pledged couple was a divorce. They had to call it off that way. So for all intents and purposes, they were married. However, they still had to do the ceremony and then they still had to, according to Barry White, <laughs> get it on. And by the way, if you're not having this conversation with your teenagers, they know more than you. So, where were we going with this? Where are we going with this? So, can you imagine Joseph, who for all intents and purposes is married through a contract with Mary, although not yet. So, it's like we're together but we're not yet together because she's let them, they had to have the ceremony, she had to move in, they had to do the thing. Then, they, then the whole thing would be complete. It would be full circle. You complete me. But now Joseph finds out that his darling, his betrothed, the eye of his affection is carrying a child. When life gives you an unexpected turn, did you think Christmas was all neat and tidy? No, no, no. Christmas is definitely not neat and tidy. And, 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 and let me ask, let me say this. If, you're, if your fiancé, and you're both, Chase, you're both like virgins, comes to you and shows you that she's pregnant, and says, the Holy Spirit did it to me. <laughs> yeah, right, and the elves came and made the, like, what, you know? I mean, now, now Joseph is a godly man, and he knows Mary is a godly woman, or he did up until this point. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? This was not the plan. The plan was we're going to get married. We're going to live in that house. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on this carpentry business, okay? And we're going to do life together. We're going to raise a couple of kids. We're going to serve God together. And everything is going to go according to plan. But life took an unexpected turn. And you see in Joseph's day, in the first century and before that, there was two, he had two options, he had the option to expose her to public disgrace and full rights within the law that the community could drag her out to the gate and stone her to death for promiscuous activity. Harsh reality to live in. 
But you see, Joseph was a compassionate man, but he still had, to, he still had this righteousness about him, so he, was, he had in mind to divorce her quietly before two witnesses and to let it go and let her keep some element of reputation. But can you imagine being Joseph in that moment where, where you've heard this and you've heard Mary's testimony and, and she didn't, we don't hear that she told him what happened. She just noticed that, he was pre, that she was pregnant, at least four months pregnant at this point. Can you imagine the anxiety, the worry, the concern? Have you ever been in that place? I know you have. What are people gonna think? What, what are my options? How can, I, how can I solve this? How can I fix this? How can I, how can I put this all together? What, 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 what is my, my plan was to get married. Now I'm back on the single street. I mean, there was no Tinder back then. It was a long process. Sorry, it's late in December, okay? We need this. And, and, and that, that, that moment, have you ever been in that moment where something unexpected happened in a, in a negative way, and all you can do is spiral with your natural thoughts and emotions. It's almost as if the flesh takes over, and if you're anything like me, you think, what is plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and maybe even H? How can I fix this? What can I do? That's where Joseph found himself leading up to this perfect moment. And I think many of us have experienced this this year. Just going, I don't, I, 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 it's too much. So Joseph had two options in his mind. But you see, God delivered a third option. Plan, plan A, but it's coming in point C. Because God knows the whole story. We can look on the story and go, oh, but it's fine, they got married. Yes, but at that moment, in that moment, he had plan A, plan B. Now this thing comes up and he doesn't know what to do and he's spiraling. And it's God comes in with divine communication. We can read it from the continuation of that scripture, please. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded and took Mary home as his wife but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. There was a, there was a moment where the, holy, where, where the angel of the Lord came and said, here is another option. 
You could divorce her quietly, you could divorce her publicly, or you could do what I want you to do, which is to marry her, because in fact she has been conceived through the Holy Spirit. And just a quick note, I can't preach on it, but the virgin, virgin conception is a vital doctrine in Christian belief because it's where, where Jesus brought, was brought into the world as fully human because he was born through the woman and fully divine, fully God, because God was the one who was involved in the conception through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that's why he gets to be fully God and fully man. But we go on, it says, and so this, this moment happens and he gets this divine communication and I wanna encourage you with something. You and I, we're gonna face many unexpected turns in our life. News is gonna come out of somewhere, out of nowhere, and it's gonna come from the closest people, it's gonna come from the society, it's gonna come from, the thing, from your aspirations, it might even come from within your own body. But here's the truth, we can only know what has happened in the story up until now, but God knows the whole story, He knows the full story, and so when, he, when we see there's an unexpected turn, He knows what comes after the turn. Romans 8.28. Paul says to the Romans, he says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You see, God knows the whole story. So it means that your life might take an unexpected turn for you, but God knew the turn was coming and he has sought out a solution for you already. It might look like this, I lost my job. I don't know what to do. How am I gonna provide for my family? How am I going to pay my rent? How, what, what, what's gonna happen? Am I ever gonna get a new job again? Am I ever gonna get one as good? And the spiral continues to, where am I gonna get money? Who can I borrow from? Maybe the bank will give me, and we make all these decisions in the flesh. The natural mind spirals. But you see, we serve a God who turns all things to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God is a good God. And so we might go, I've lost my job, but I trusted God and I've got a better one. I work less out. Maybe God tried to get you out of that business. Did you ever think about that? Maybe you've been working too much and it was time to get out of there because your family was about to fall apart. Maybe you hate it every day. And may, or maybe there were just too many Christians in the workplace and he needed to move you somewhere else. Maybe that business closed because it was gonna end up taking you away from the Lord. Where all your trust and hope was in what you were building rather than what God is building in you. God sees the whole story. So we've got to learn to trust God who sees the whole story, the full picture, that he can bring it all, all together. And so we find Joseph in this moment, and I think, I think it's so amazing what Joseph does is that he actually hears this divine. Now, listen, okay, if you see an angel, 
chances are you will fall to your face and quiver and in fear and all that, and that happens, okay? Most of us, the next time we see an angel is because we're, we're trying to get into the, we're trying to swipe the access pass into heaven, right? That's a bad analogy of salvation, but, but there's divine communication. And we have to stop the spiral and get divine communication so that we can know what option C is. This is my plan. This is my contingency plan. This is the contingency plan for my contingency plan. But what is God's plan? What is God saying? Now, yes, it's cool. He got an angel to come and, sh- and, and he was like, whoa. But you and I, every day have the opportunity for divine communication. God's word is inspired by God through his spirit. 44 different authors writing 66 different books, all with a unique thread that's in agreement with one another because the author was the Holy Spirit that used people and inspired them to write the scripture. How do you get such a unified theme over thousands of years? because the one who knew the whole story was busy writing it. And so God is always speaking through his word. And that's why we wanna get into God's word like fully next year. I don't wanna have conversations with people that go, so how's your time with God? Well, it could be better. How about we make a decision that it's going to be everything we hope it will be? Christians used to be called people of the book. Did you know that? because we read and followed what it said. We have divine communication every single day. It means just opening up one book and letting the author of the book speak to you and meet with you. There is daily wisdom. Now, yes, you might get through some passages that you don't understand and it feels like you're eating broccoli, but you know what? Even broccoli is good for you. Because when life enters you through his word, It changes the atmosphere of your heart and you can start acting on new information. What is option C? What is option C? Oh, forgiveness, not revenge. Generosity is an option. Kindness and love and mercy is an option. So that's one thing. The second way that we receive divine communication is through the Holy Spirit. You know that when you put your faith in Christ, the Bible teaches that you are born again, means you have been born spiritually by the Holy Spirit, it's called regeneration, which means the Spirit of Jesus lives in you. And it's not a spook, okay? (laughs) Woo! No, 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 no. It is the person of the Holy Spirit who resides within the heart and life of every believer to be our helper, to be our guide, to be our counselor, to give us strength and boldness to be a witness, to give us the ability to live by faith. He resides in us. The same Spirit that lives in us is the same Spirit that raised Christ from the grave. The authors of of the Old Testament wish that the Spirit of God was with them like He is with us. Jesus was, He said this, hey, it is better that I go to be with my Father so that the Spirit may come. He is with us 
personally every day. And this is why I think having the, the, the ability or the, the opportunity to actually pray in a tongue, to pray in the Spirit is so helpful because the Bible teaches in Romans chapter 8, it says that, that when the Spirit prays, He actually knows exactly what to pray. He intercedes on our behalf. You and I, we don't know what to pray for when life is falling apart, but the Spirit of God within us, when He prays, He knows exactly what to pray for because He knows the mind of God, the will of God, and He prays it for us on our behalf. But actually being in this communion with the Holy Spirit, saying, Holy Spirit, what do you want? What's your plan? How can you direct me? How can you guide me? You have to have an uncomfortable meeting with the bank. Holy Spirit, what do I need to, show me what to say, show me what to bring. How can we, I need a solution. Because the solutions of the natural mind are brilliant, but God's, God's solution is always better. God's solution was that Joseph was actually part of the plan. Jesus had a stable home to be born into. And the danger for us is if we don't seek God's wisdom and counsel is actually that we will never walk in our destiny because destiny is linked to our obedience in God. Joseph is a, like, we give Mary all the credit and we should give Mary all the credit, don't throw anything at me. But I think Joseph is a forgotten part of the story. But in fact, it was Joseph's courage to be obedient to God. Because we think, oh, everything was going to work out fine. Tell me, how was he going to explain to his parents that his, to, his betrothed was four months pregnant? Yeah, the Holy Spirit did it. Sure, Joseph. <laughs> Listen, when I sent you to get carpentry supplies, that's not what I meant. There was, some real, there was some real issues with his reputation that would pop up. Hey, we were all like, honeymoon baby, very early. But Joseph had the integrity and the obedience to what the angel was telling him to go, I will marry Mary and I will let Jesus be born. And after that, we will have our own children. Incredible obedience, but you see, if he never went that, his destiny would have been robbed. And your and my destiny gets robbed every day when we take the flesh, the mind, trying to fix everything, rather than saying, Holy Spirit, I need option. I need communication. What should I do? Life goes one way, and unexpected turns always come. But if we can hear what God is saying in those moments, we can trust God who knows the whole story. So I don't know what that is for you this year. I don't know what that might be for you coming up. But what I do know, if we can learn from Joseph and just stay in the story long enough to hear what the Lord is saying to us, we're gonna walk into destiny rather than away from it. And our band can come up. Isn't that the Christmas story, though? How, <laughs> how life was going one way, and then something happened, an event happened that changed the tra- trajectory of all of our lives. 
They might not be in the same context, but, but Jesus comes into the middle of our story where our story is running away from God. It's living in isolation from God. It is deciding to rebel against God, not to believe in Him, not to follow His ways, because for whatever reason, fill in the blank. But Jesus came in the story as a gift from God and so that He would be able to be with us and that we would be with Him. Christmas is the ultimate unexpected turn, one that went from eternity without God to one where eternity with God was now available in our choice, where, where punishment from sin in the eternal fires of hell, where you will not die, but you will feel like you're dying all the time, rescued from that because Jesus came so that we may have life abundantly, peace with God, and this is the good news. And Christmas should always be good news. Even in hardship and trials and difficulties, good news is available to us all today. And right now, I just wanna give you an opportunity to respond to good news. Do you mind to stand to your feet with every eye closed and head bowed as we close off the service today? If your life has taken an unexpected turn and you need a God solution, I actually want to pray for you right now in this moment. And you can just close your eyes where you're at. Even if you're not a follower of Jesus, I wanna pray for you for this. I just wanna invite you to raise your hand real high. Say, Swen, I was going one way, things have gone very fast another way. It's not how I expected it. It was not my plan. It's not how I anticipated Christmas coming. It's not how I wanted the year to be or the year to end. It's not even how I wanted to begin the new year. Raise your hands real high, real high, real high. And while we're praying, I wanna, I wanna invite you to ask the Holy Spirit. You ask Him by, where you are. You say, Holy Spirit, please say something to me. Be it through the Word or through a, a sense in your heart or thought in your imagination. But that He would speak to you today. Or if it's not today, this week, about what is option C and how to carry that. Heavenly Father, I commit each of us to you this morning. And I wanna give you praise and glory that you are all about changing the path that we are on. And Lord, for many of us, we only know the story up to now and we spiral with all sorts of thoughts and imaginations and plans and, and worry and anxiety and we spiral. But I pray right now, Lord, and through the Holy Spirit, that you would bring divine communication, that there is new information in our options, that we would find peace of the Spirit that transcends understanding. And I ask you that you would give us the courage to be obedient to what you're saying to us. 
that we may walk in destiny and trust you that things are gonna work out because you know the full story. And so Holy Spirit, minister to these people with the hands raised right now. Let them know that you're there and that you've got direction for them. And I pray that you would minister to them and give them the direction they need. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.